record. <clears throat> and in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady. Joining me today, as always, is one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, a heck of a nice guy, one of my best friends, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm awesome, Jeff. Yourself? I am fantastic, sir. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on here with you. And today we have, uh, I believe, yes, this is, okay, Jonathan, this is episode number 50. It's a big day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big day. And for that, we had to bring out a special guest, uh, our first ever guest on the show, one of my longtime best friends. I've known, known this guy for, wow. You know what? I'm not going to say how long because it makes me feel old, <laughs> but uh, he is a, a, a tax expert. He is a CPA, I believe. Uh, he'll correct me if, if I'm incorrect. That may be his phone ringing in the background. Um, he has been a, uh, an accountant for many years, had a, a corporate business for uh, several years, sold that, still does his personal business. He's also acquired his real estate license in the last few years. So he's a rather interesting and dynamic individual, Mr. Triff Chitis. Triff, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you. Uh, great to, uh, was great, I... uh, to be on your show again for the 50th episode. This is amazing. Thanks, bud. Uh, was I correct in saying CGA? Yes. Yes. Finally, after all these years, I, I know what your designation is. Uh, so we, uh, we were going to start this episode off uh, in a slightly different, uh, we're going we're to be talking about business around investing, but we just had a very interesting pre-conversation here. Triff, you want to enlighten Jonathan and I uh, about the talk of trying to tax your principal residence, capital gains on your principal residence? Um, sorry, I'm just dealing with another message here at the same time. Uh, it's it's been recent news that uh, our beloved government uh, has been talking about taxing us uh, hard hardworking Canadians on our principal residence. Um, as some of you may know, uh, they do this in the United States. Um, I did not know that. Completely different uh, than what we have here. Um, you know, you can claim certain things and whatnot, but. Uh, you know, we're we're very much different than the United States, not just in real estate and taxation and everything. But uh, yeah, no, everybody's up in arms. We're we're not happy about it. Um, yeah, so that's that's one aspect they want to start to try and tax us on our principal residence. But and would that be a capital gains tax? Yeah, it would be a capital gains tax, and it's like uh, they're. Uh, proposing like a tiered level I, I don't know the exact details i don't have them in front of me but uh something about you know if you've owned it for a year if you've owned it for two years five years whatever the case may be different uh percentages of taxation so wow. so so they're looking at uh basically the people who they're, they're trying to get the people especially the people who are doing this on an ongoing basis is probably the first people they're targeting then most likely i mean there. yes absolutely they uh, maybe about four or five years ago, they, they, the CRA hired a, a shootload of specialty people. Uh, they, they made a task force to catch people that were basically investors that were avoiding paying capital gains, you know, any which way possible to try and hide the sale of their investment property and whatnot. And, and I get that. You know what? Everybody's got to eat. And uh, how do you expect your country to prosper if, uh, if people are going to be trying to avoid paying tax? So. I get that part, but taxing on principal residence, I'm totally against. 
and most of the people that I've, uh, well, probably all of the people I've discussed this with are totally against it. So I, I, I don't know what the, the thought process is behind that, but. Well, the, 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 fact, the fact that you're telling me it's a tiered system where it probably, if you own it past a certain number of years, they probably would take, I mean, potentially, I hope they take it off the table, but it's the people who like every year, every two years, they're selling the residence and buying a new place. Those are potentially the people are going after from what you've just said it, it, it yes uh potentially but it still sucks that you you know they're doing that i mean you know it was never illegal for somebody to buy a principal residence fix it up live in it for a year year and a half and sell it right i mean it, it's not easy to do that if you've known anybody that's done that so yeah you know they're, they're even trying to take that away now so i i, I don't know i don't know what to say about yeah. that I, I'm uh, not well in, i i will just say that i'm actually in favor of that one right there because because I've heard of people who essentially they're making enough right. off that, that essentially that's their, their sole income and they're paying no taxes whatsoever because of that. And so those people who, if they're making their livelihood off doing that, I agree on that situation there. The people who they've owned their house for, I mean, it could, it could be five years. It could be, it could be three years based on situations, but the people who, hey, yeah, they bought a place three years, they might've sold it. Uh, and then the next place I own for five, 10 years, those people, in my opinion, should not be taxed in that. They should have the, the exemption, but those who are every year, every two years, they're, they're buying it, fixing it up and selling it. Yeah, they go through some hardship, but if they're paying no taxes and doing that. And I've, I've heard of several people doing that. Then I, I, my opinion is they should be taxed. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if they're getting away without paying any tax at all, and that's what they're doing. I, I'm with you there. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Trip, there was something you were going to say that was an add on to that. Oh, just the tiered, uh, the tiered, uh, the, the process. Um, <laughs> so exactly what Jonathan was talking about. I, I, I don't know the actual details, but yeah, they're, they're talking that if they are going to actually push it through and it's going to pass that you know there will be some sort of tiered uh, taxation so I, I i don't know so, all right so 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 tiered i think that's just based on the number of years you own it exactly yes okay so yeah. so that that's that's who they're targeting then if that's the case i believe so um and if that's all then you know i may be half okay with it but yeah <laughs> it, listen uh, it's it's probably quite a ways away um yeah. from it happening but uh Definitely, we'd want more information on it before we yay or nay it, I guess. So that, you know, that that gets me back to the original topic of what I wanted to, to chat about here with you on this. Um, and this is an interesting one, I think, for our 50th topic, because it really matters to, uh, to investors. Should you register uh, your real estate investing life as a business? And if so, what type of business? Well, um... And at what point do you do you upgrade? So let's start with, let's say I, I own a house right now and I want to go out and buy another one. Should I register that as a business and buy the house in the other uh, in the business name? Uh, again, you got to take everything I tell you the grain of salt. You should always uh, uh, talk to your own accountant and financial advisor. But uh, my opinion, my my belief is, uh, if you're going to have one investment property, no, just keep it in your own name. Even if you're thinking of having a second one, keep it in your own name. Um, if your plans, your big plans are to, you know, have three, four, five, ten, uh, I'd say register from the beginning because uh, anytime title changes on any property, uh, investment 
specifically, um, the capital gain has to be uh, declared. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to buy two in your name personally, hold on to them for three, four, five years, and I'd say, oh, now I want to buy, uh, or I want to buy a few more, but I want to incorporate a company. You're going to have to deem the capital gain on those properties and the transfer of title and um, start from scratch in the corporation. You're personally going to have to take the hit. It, it all depends. My, so my recommendation would be, unless you know the big picture right away, uh, buy them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we, we kind of touched this on, believe it, on the first episode with uh, Jonathan, the taxation, uh, uh, the actual way it's taxed in a corporation. Um, capital gains and certain, certain investments are taxed differently than they are personally. Um, because they don't want you to get away with murder in a corporation because most, uh, most uh, passive income is, uh, is uh, they tax you at a high rate in a corporation, put it that way. So they, they, they want you to avoid, you know, basically like what we were talking about for people, you know, uh, buying a property and selling within a year and making money, not paying any tax, you know, so. Well, and, um, and, and that, that, that goes back to the, I'll say the, the, the small business tax rate, because at the small business tax rate below a certain, what is it? A, a, is it a certain profit or a certain revenue level where you're, you're taxed at a lower, you've got a, a, a much lower rate profit. Yeah, profit. So yeah. based on, and, and if I'm correct, it's below 500,000. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's what somewhere the combined is somewhere around what 17, 18% in the corporation. Uh, even lower. It's even lower now. Okay. Yeah. So, so that being the case, so, so they do that. So people don't say, well, I'm going to register my, I'm going to register my real estate assets or my investment assets and claim the small business tax rate. Exactly. Exactly. Because it, because that, that's not a small business at that point. No. No, and, and, and I've even come across uh, some people that do have four or five uh, investment properties in their own name personally. And <coughs> not only the government, but insurance companies, they want to they charge you differently because uh, they consider you a business at that point. So that's, that's when, you know, you need to decide and really sit down with an investment advisor or, or, or your accountant and, and figure out what you're going to do because they don't want you doing that personally when, when it's that many. It's a I'll, business. I'll just say on the mortgage side as well, they uh, it's it's very challenging to get residential properties purchased in corporations nowadays. Mm-hmm. It used to be, I mean, go, going back uh, six, seven years ago was much easier. Lenders would do it all the time. They would just look at it more or less the same. But now most lenders are not doing uh, just a single family house or even like a, a, a duplex, a a, a, a a duplex, triplex, fourplex, none of those they are doing in corporation names. Really? Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they just took it off the books and said, you know what? If you're, buying, if you're buying small residential properties, they should be personal name only. If you're buying, I mean, if you're buying larger commercial properties, okay, corporation all the time, no issue there. So what example. if they own multiples and, and across like, you know, say they own 20 houses, they have to, purchase them in their own name that that's where when you look at the mortgage side when you look at multiple multiple properties uh 
people go in thinking, and this, this is where people start getting in the game and they start saying, well, I want to own three, four, five properties. Yeah, three, four, five is fine. When you start getting beyond that up to 10, I've got some avenues to get up to 10 under residential, under residential rates. But once you get beyond that, it really becomes a commercial underwrite with everything they've got to go through because they've got to analyze the risk of the entire portfolio and not just the one property. Hmm. So it's really, it really is like monopoly. Yeah. You got upgraded to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you like that one, Trip? <laughs> I sent him a job. <laughs> actually something i learned i did not realize that monopoly is based on uh, atlantic city did you know that i did not trip you and i went to atlantic city once they had marvin gardens they had baltic avenue it's all there just interesting side note it was all uh it was, but all the streets are in uh, atlantic city so uh something interesting that uh, you said right there there back at the beginning there trip was um if so if, if somebody purchases a couple of houses in their name and then registers a corporation or could they register a sole prop, separate issue? Um, no, it doesn't make, no, not, not, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but not for real estate, no sole proprietorship. Makes no yeah. sense. Okay. Makes no, no sense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know these things. This is why I'm asking them. This Absolutely, is why you're yeah. on the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, um, those first couple of properties, do they have to be changed over to the corporation? If, if you're going to start uh, adding to them? Yeah. Then, yeah, it looks like, you know, you're pushed into that. Absolutely. You would have to do that and you just take the hit and deal with it. Um, obviously, like I said, it's always better to know sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, do it, you know, at the beginning, so you don't have to take the hit personally, uh, you know, uh, as quick as possible, and then just uh, go the corporate route. Um, people can't forget either. You can't just open up a corporation because you know you want to. You're going to buy one, and then you don't buy another or two, the second or the third for a long time. There's uh, a lot of other fees associated with having a corporation. Uh, <clears throat> most of us would know that. That's a separate filing of a tax return. Um, you know, there's. A little bit of liability, but you know, that's that's a topic for another show. So, um, <laughs> but there are there are other fees uh, associated with having a corporation as well. So, just some food for thought there. And uh, what type of corporation should somebody set up for a real estate business? Because I know there are different types. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. Really, uh, limited or incorporated is fine. It, 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 based on what I know about that, because I don't deal with too, too many people that have uh, just straight investments, uh, corporations, um, limited or incorporated. They both, uh, they both cover you liability wise. Um, again, as long as you don't ch check off certain boxes uh, uh, for being a director of the company and whatnot and taking full uh, responsibility of uh, all the assets. <coughs> um, so, yeah. The, the only thing I'll, I'll just add into that part there is you'll have what's termed an operating co corporation versus a holding corporation. From a lending standpoint, the lenders will want you to have a holding corporation. If you've got, if you've got a separate operating corporation that your company operates out of, they will not allow you to purchase the property under that operating corporation because if for any reason the company becomes insolvent, they do not want someone to have a seize on that asset. 
That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Cool. You got any more questions there, Jonathan? I think uh, I think we're at the end of it here. I do not. It's been phenomenal. Turkey, any uh, closing remarks? Um. Yeah, if, if you're going to get into the investment uh, market, get into it uh, sooner than later. Don't wait and uh, <laughs> definitely get a hold of uh, Jeff and Jonathan. These guys, uh, these guys know what they're doing and uh, talk to your financial advisor and your accountant. And Trish, as, uh, as a realtor and accountant, uh, where can people find you? Excuse me? As a realtor and an accountant, where can people find you? Um... I've got my email address. I've got an office that's been closed due to COVID. Um, feel free to... Uh... So give us your email address. Oh, well then, okay. <laughs> you know, this is going out to the world, just, just so you know. Hello, hello world. Okay, my, you can reach me at uh, triff at chitis.ca. So that's T like Tom, R-I-F like Frank at chitis c-h-a-i-t like tom a-s like sam dot c-a that's triff at chitis dot c-a triff at chitis dot c-a nice thank you sir jonathan thank you. thank you very much for joining us as well and thank you for listening if uh if you'd like to get a hold of jonathan or triff of course you just heard triff's email address there jonathan can get a hold of at ip income at a mortgage plan.com of course, you could always download the free book that Jonathan and I co-authored last year called the Investment Property Income Book at investmentpropertyincomebook.com. Find us on Spotify, all of those things if you're listening. <sighs> Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge. Have a fantastic day, and I will see you soon. Thank you, too. Have a great day.